At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Well, hello and welcome to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Uh, thank you for having me on the show today, Mark. Of course, of course, of course. Always a pleasure. First um, and last time for you. That's not funny and when you say for, it to me. For the primary host of the show, we got Christian joining us. Hello. <laughs> welcome to my podcast. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, but I don't like it. You're being removed. Oh, God. <laughs> Replaced. It was only a matter of time. Uh, today is uh, episode 82. It's also got Ian. I know. <laughs> I know. It's you know what? Whatever. That's right. I, yeah. I'm leaving anyway. Fuck it. You're not in my field of view. I have my, <laughs> I have my podcasting blinders on right now. Okay. I can't see anything. Uh, joining yes, us hello. is Ian. Hi. It's been Ian. a little bit. Thanks. Yeah. It's been a while. I just forgot how to introduce you, I think. Mm. How do you Forgettable. Act? <laughs> <Very> forgettable. <laughs> this is forgettable. <laughs> thanks for coming Great. on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. And we also have small cat here. Oh. Can you hear the small hear cat? Can you, hear? you probably can. It's, she's purring into the mic. She's really loud. <laughs> um... But the whole crew's here. Yeah, we got a, a lot of people. Before we actually get into our episode today about Eldar, Exiles, and Outcasts, um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit, some housekeeping stuff. Uh, first of all, if you're on Spotify, which you are because you're listening to this right now, you should make sure to follow our podcast so you can get uh, automatic updates of mm-hmm. when we release new episodes. Make sure you stay uh, fresh on that content. Oh, yes. You know? Because yeah. it's really important to stay up to date with our show. Oh yeah, if you're not up to date, you don't know what. <laughs> what are you doing note. with your time? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want we want the best for you guys. Not at all. We want like a high subscriber count. Right, right, right. No, we want you guys. That's to not have... what this is about. No, no, no. Of course not. It's no. never about the money. <laughs> no, of course not. It's about the people and giving them a show up to date. Perfect. Well, um, I mean, if you're Canadian, you're going back into lockdown. There's nothing else to do anyway. So. Yeah, might as well yeah. binge listen to Lorehammer for the fifth time. That's right. Is that what you do? Start at episode one. No. No. Go back into the house and just listen to this episode right afterwards. In a dark room. I love it. And he just cries softly. I miss people. Mark. He's just under the bed in in the fetal position. Um, But there's, uh, as well, we have uh, Patreon. If uh, you guys are interested in watching... Us uh, watching video. us pet a cat for the next hour <laughs> yeah, and a half. Pretty yeah, much. there is a cat in the video, and honestly, it's definitely worth it. It's oh definitely a small cat God. for sure. It's really worth it. It's all, we should have a secondary cat cam. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking about creating Cat Cast, uh, my cat podcast. Yeah, and she just purrs 
She pretty much just purrs, Into yeah. And every now and again on the video feeds, I get mauled by Leo, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, and then you okay, need, like, yeah. a little hospital yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So if you want to watch that, check out our Patreon for two bucks a month. You can watch our video content uh, and just support the show. Even a buck a month helps us out a lot. So uh, check that out. That'd Patreons get to select the name of the cat. Nope. That's <laughs> not true. Catty McCatface. <laughs> uh, uh, we also got a Redbubble if you're interested in buying hoodies, t-shirts, dice bags, whatever you're into. We sell a bunch of different stuff coffee mugs whatever yeah. go check out red bubble um and then lastly but not least there's a bunch of different ways on social media you can hang out with us or keep track of what's going on in the Lorehammer lives uh, and that's facebook instagram we have a, a discord server that you can be a part of where we host regular community events and we're right we host contests oh yeah uh right now we're hosting a short story sanguinala contest yeah that's pretty cool uh which is pretty cool we got our first submission in uh yesterday which is when we opened the competition <laughs> oh wow you so, know he had it already in the chamber timely. it wasn't <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. it wasn't me it was someone else <laughs> i don't participate but uh, I do read, and it's been it's cool. I don't know. I, I, you don't hear a lot about like holidays in 40k. Yeah. So celebration. You know? Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Celebrate. <laughs> I was trying to like Not much write to out. Celebrate really. <laughs> yeah. Well, other than the fact of the divinity of humanity and the fact that they own the stars, that seems like a lot huh. to celebrate. That is a lot to me. Celebrate it every day. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I was trying to say, I wanted people to know, like, hey, you have to have Sanguinala in your story, yeah. but it doesn't have to be a good story. Sure. You know, you can have a Sanguinala where everyone dies. Oh, yeah, my my story is going to be about um, some type of corn demon that wears a Christmas hat, visits a hive city, uh, and brings the gift of blood. <laughs> for Sanguinala. Right. Sanguinalia. Sanguinalia. So, uh, uh, wow. Yeah. My story was going to be uh, revolve around a guy lost in space celebrating his last Sanguinella because he was worried he was going to die. Does he die? We have to read the story to find out. Is Sanguinella a made-up holiday or an actual thing in the... In 40K? Yeah. It's real. It celebrates the uh, sacrifice of Sanguinius and his death. Oh. It takes place, I think, at the end of the year. A momentous day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, end of the Terran calendar year, <laughs> which who knows where that is on anyone else's. But uh, yeah, that and the Feast of the Emperor's Ascension are the two major mm. Imperium holidays. I see. Oh my God, this cat. She's, she's <laughs> really letting you know. Well, um, all that being said, why don't we actually get into the episode itself? Okay, sweet. What are Eldar exiles and outcasts? I Good don't question. know. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I hear there's a horde of them kept in the North Pole as slaves by a tech priest. Uh, Eldar's an out- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> cast Eldar. They build little toys for all the humans. Oh. Hi. She likes the beard, hey? Oh, yeah. She loves to nuzzle facial hair. That's um. why she doesn't like me, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, Eldar's and... Exiles and outcasts have no path to walk. Now, if you need more information about paths, we have an entire episode. I believe it's around the episode 70 mark. Sure, something like that. Um, where you can actually learn. Oh, no, that's Path of the Dead. Jeez, mm. the path one was a long time ago. Sure. But it's called Path of the Elder. So if you want to learn more about it. what a path is, then uh, yeah. Yeah, go check out that one. But what we're talking about today are the people that have no path to walk. 
Yeah. So some Eldar cannot function within the strict confines of the craft world paths and rebel against the system. They leave the safety of their home to explore the dark void of space. Others never experience the path at all, their ancestors having left the Eldari crone worlds prior to the emergence of She Who Thirsts. Sure, sure. Yeah, like uh, the path system is primarily a craft world um, Eldar kind of society function what would you call that culture culture sure yeah sure lifestyle maybe. lifestyle <laughs> it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle uh but yeah not all eldar follow the path um like there are jukari who also don't follow a path but we won't talk about them uh but yeah there's exodites there's corsairs and there's rangers all these ones kind of don't really follow a path or they follow the past path in their the own outcast, way yeah. which is their own path exactly so. yeah so, for whatever reason, these Eldar find fulfillment, security, adventure, and freedom outside the authority of the craft world. While they don't always see eye to eye, almost all Eldar still have a deep sense of... <laughs> this cat on my screen. The Eldar all have a deep sense of loyalty to their race and will put aside petty grievances or perceived slights to ensure the continued survival of the Eldari. Whoa. We're having... Difficulties here. Did okay. all our notes disappear? No. Oh, there we go. We're back. Um, the outcasts <laughs> live a previous life, for without the protection and structure of the path, they're exposed to the many stimuli of the galaxy, emotional overload and overindulgence. So that's kind of what happens to Eldar. They just go crazy. Yeah, there's just that risk that they, I don't know, get too invested in what they're doing and have no protection. Sure. It's like that thing where it's like if you live forever, uh, eventually you've done everything, so you have to just do crazier and crazier things just to... Just to feel alive, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's kind of what happens to the Elder. So there is that danger of not being within the path system. Uh, okay, let's now talk about the different kinds of Eldar who live outside the system. Uh, Christian, I hear, loves Exodites. Mm. So we're going to let him take the, the brunt of this Exodite <laughs> section. Yeah. Who are the Exodites? That's, I, that's what we just asked yeah. you, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the notes. I can't go, if I go off the path... Yeah, our notes were asking you, who Eric, are the Exodites? If I go off the path of the notes, then I could get lost, and it's dangerous. Perilous, even. <laughs> the Eldar race has become fractured over the millennia. One such split in the race are the Exodites. The Exodites were those wise enough to reject the slow degeneration of the race pre-fall of the Eldar. To escape the coming storm, the Exodites fled to distant and secret parts of the galaxy and settling on planets suitable for their new way of life. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, they didn't like what was happening. They fled before even Slanish was born. So they fled around, like, mm, I think I M25 or something like that. Uh, like, we'll get... Shit's weird. Shit's <laughs> weird. We're I'm piecing out. out. Yeah, They're yeah. like, I've seen enough butt stuff for today. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. That ass needs a four-generation is... rest. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That's weird. Uh, so let's talk about the history and how it all kind of happened. So mm. our story starts around M25. The Eldar are in the prime of, uh, of their civilization. The galaxy was theirs, and life was easy. And as the saying goes, idle hands are the devil's playthings. And uh, with the Eldar having every aspect of their life taken care of, eventually the race started to slip into more hedonistic experiences. Um, they just kept going a little bit further, a little bit more, a little bit A little more. bit crazier, a little, a little bit, bit more. faster, a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. A little bit stronger drugs. Ah. Yeah. Okay. 
While most Eldar were okay with the direction the race was going, there were those that were opposed to it. Some took to the streets to preach change and restraint, warning them against the hedonistic effects of the limitless pleasure cults. Uh, those who cried for restraint were often seen as deluded Puritans at best. Their calls for action mostly ignored. Yeah, definitely were the on the fringe of society and not accepted as yeah. like a normal sane person even. Like, you know, like the street preacher in New York wearing the sign, Doom. ringing the bell. Doom! <laughs> and then it turns out Doom was actually there. <laughs> no. Sure was there. It was there the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Some Eldar even predicted the coming of She Who Thirsts and the collapse of Eldari society into hedonistic excess, uh, convinced even the most resolute of their species, well, convinced that the most resolute that their species was racing towards inevitable disaster. Yeah, so, like, we always hear about, like, the birth pains of Slanesh. So these people were, like, feeling that, kind of, like, feeling the growing, fe- like, feeling something condensing in the warp. Yes. They- because they're all psychic. So yeah. They yeah. Can- feeling that hunger. Yeah. Feeling the the storms that were being generated. Yeah, yeah, because, like, the warp, like, created a bunch of, like, little warp storms all over the place pre-Slanesh's yeah. birth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, of course, this race being, like, the most psychic race that mm. we know of, I think, at least, uh... Like, they would feel it the most, but yeah. apparently they're just so far in their crazy drug parties and do busy living, <laughs> experiencing. I mean, I always use drugs, but I it know. doesn't even need to be drugs. No, it, it's just it could be anything. Anything, yeah. yeah. Too busy World of baking. Warcraft. <laughs> 14 hours of World of Warcraft. Relax, yeah. okay? They're too busy baking the most delicious cake in the entire galaxy. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. bother with the warp storm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, fearing this inevitable disaster, some Eldari decided to abandon their homeworlds, hopping on spacecraft to colonize new planets, intentionally settling on planets that had no chaos corruption, uh, mostly on the fringes yeah. of either society as they knew it or even of the galaxy itself. Yeah. The um, hidden places. They might be yes. in nebulas where it's tough to get to. Absolutely. They would definitely pick spots that are, like, secret, seclusive. Yeah. So they can mm-hmm. stay hidden away Wild, from all the... even. Wild's Ooh. a good word. Dinosaur inhabited. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We can uh, talk about this later because it's a, it's a pet peeve of It mine. is at this it. point that the exiles became known as the Exodites. Yeah. So they exodist their way <laughs> uh-huh. out of the culture and they became the Exodites. You can do that? Can, you can. Can I do that? You can just you leave. Can. All right. You See you guys. Leave this this was fun. I'm excited for you to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Now I need a You're gonna new You're going to eat those words when I come back riding a dinosaur. <laughs> With lasers Where'd on it. Where'd you find that? <laughs> oh, just outside. Guys, I was just on an exodus. What do you mean? Like, They're everywhere. It just happens. It's for everyone. It's got a look. on an exodus. <laughs> yeah. One thing to note, though, uh, that when the term exodite was first used, uh, it wasn't an official organization, a group of people. It's not like every one got together and was like okay we're exodusing it's like this family might have seen it coming and they left this one took his family and left you know or or maybe they took a whole city and left but it wasn't an yeah. official like migration or pe- official group of people or yeah nothing. it feels like you get like the front runners they yeah. saw it the most and, yeah. and then they leave and then someone else is like well why did they leave and you know you look into it and yeah. then you realize oh crap we need to leave <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so it wasn't just until people. it becomes a movement yeah yeah exactly uh the i the idea of this movement was to get as far away from the birth of a new chaos god as possible, to basically go back to their old lifestyles before they start their pleasure cults. 
Um, but over the course of time, they became more and more distinct part of the elder race. Like the exodites now are fully like everyone knows what an exodite is. Um, all the eldar and stuff. If um, if we were to say like population base, like how what percent of the eldar pre fall would have left to become whew. exodites? I yeah, we definitely is it like know. a really small yeah. amount? It, it's a small amount. It does say that it's a small amount that uh, that flee. Right. Okay. Um, um yeah like there's probably more craft world eldar than there are exodite eldars well yeah okay i mean do you have proof for that statement yeah My page brain. 72 check it out <laughs> page 72 of the rule book read a book <laughs> any book actually <laughs> like what the heck man? just pick up any book it says it right there yeah. to be fair it does say the eldar are a dying race so you can presume that there's enough few enough exodites too that they're not gonna like recover Mm, um, yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing. Out of all the Eldar, the Exodites are actually doing the best. Oh. Yeah. Well, they avoid the most conflict. They avoid the most conflict. Conflict? Conflict, yeah. <laughs> they avoid um, the most conflict. <laughs> <laughs> they live the best lives. Beautiful women. <laughs> Great dinosaurs. <laughs> but, yeah, no, actually, the, the Exodites are doing the best, yeah, because of their seclusive nature. They're hidden away, and, uh, yeah, they keep themselves as well. So In a galaxy such as 40K, yep. there's a lot to be said for actually being very hard to find <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and being yeah. able to live as you want to live. <laughs> Commissar said about you on the battle line, Eric. <laughs> Where's that, that coward? <laughs> yeah, I was in that hole I dug. <laughs> What's the problem? There was a tear in it. <laughs> this okay. is the life I want to live. Yeah. In this <laughs> hole. I want this hole. <laughs> Where's my dinosaur? <laughs> um, so when the birth of Slanesh finally happened in M30, the Exodites were already set up and had established across the galaxy and were far enough away from the explosion that was the Eye of Terror, yeah. uh, hence allowing their survival. Yeah. So what was it like? Light years worth of space was yeah, destroyed the, the by The whole Slanesh. Eye of Terror, you can see it on a galactic map. Yeah, that's just, it's crazy. A, it's just a little birth. It was the birth of a god. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Where did the, the, the very... to go? <laughs> they saved it to eat it later. Oh. <laughs> They're doing stem cell research. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the very first record uh, that the Imperials have of contact with Exodites was like M25. So they've had like 5,000 years to kind of solidify yeah. themselves. Some people um, saw the signs real early. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that's kind of their history. You know, they've seen the signs, they fled, they created their own life. Space Amish. Yeah. Yeah. That's right up your um, alley, right, Christian? Right up your culture? Like, originally, like, uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> Moving on. I had nothing. I just, <laughs> the next section was about their culture, so I was like, Christian, fucking do it. <laughs> culture, okay, right? Christian, fucking do it. Since the time in which they were first settled, the current Exodite homeworlds have not changed a great deal. These Eldar live a more primitive and austere life than that of these Azuriani of the craft worlds and even their surviving corrupted kin, the Drakari. So yeah, space Amish. So yeah. Yeah. Um, like when Exodites were originally created, they were supposed to represent like wood elves. So space Amish, oh, space really? wood elves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, like they live like one with nature and stuff and they try Just to Just like the Amish. <laughs> they no like problem. building barns <laughs> even. Yeah. Space yeah, barns. you have a good old-fashioned barn raising. Yeah, exactly. you seen the video of that? A it's barn crazy. raising? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> you need to build a barn. The in like ingenuity of man. This yeah. is crazy. <laughs> good job. You well, get you know yourself two hundred Amish people. That's you right. You got yourself a barn at the end of the day. When the whole community comes together, <laughs> what's we the, all uh, get stronger. <laughs> the exodite equivalent of a barn raising. Uh, I don't know if 
T-Rex raising. <laughs> it <laughs> takes a village they grow to raise a T-Rex. <laughs> they have one of those like sponge T-Rex capsules. <laughs> they put it, they throw it to the lake and they all just <laughs> chant until it come, gets big enough <laughs> to ride. That's science. Right. <laughs> yeah. And grow brain and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Exolites like learned to once, uh, once again cultivate crops and harvest other natural resources by hand like their ancient ancestors their societies adapted to a more rigorous and physical culture compared to those of the craft worlds because uh, the craft worlds they have everything pretty much automated for them um yeah, yeah they only do things that they want to do yeah, yeah i don't think there's not much need unless it's you know sp- like specifically placed in front of them as like yeah they've specifically removed things so that they have to do exactly god uh, i know what you're saying i, know I have the saying. brain they don't sometimes. have to do things for survival right. they do things for pleasure well, well let's, not- let's not get carried away because that's how we birth a god yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chill out yeah they they specifically make life harder for not specifically they intentionally, there we go, make life harder for themselves on the craft world because everything is so easy. Yeah. Whereas the Exodites, they just live a much harder life, stricter lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. grow their own food. They have to survive. Right. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. yeah. Exodites are a uniquely far-sighted and pragmatic group of Eldar of the Eldar, Eldar race. Exodites were genuine genuine survivalists who firmly chose exile on low technology hardship strewn wilderness worlds over uh degrade degrad wow degradation degradation sounded out mark de degrad <laughs> but it's d degradation <laughs> and destruction uh yeah like they they definitely are planners these people they have some foresight uh being an exodite is harsh, and life was inescapably brutal for a people unused to all forms of extensive physical labor and self-denial. But this has made the exodites strong and hardy. There's no weakness allowed amongst their kind. I really like that thought. Like, if you think of an Eldar, yeah, they, they got, like, perfect bodies or whatever, but, like, they're still soft. Like, they would have been so... Supple. S- yeah, they would have been so soft pre-fall, like, when Tender. they're just in all the pleasure cults and stuff. Yeah, so then to go, like, colonize this random planet and, like, have to go toil in the soil and, like... They got manly hands with calluses. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have Eldari hands. What, <laughs> happens? what happens if you're a weak exodite? Do you get exiled from... Like, what happens if you... you I think you just They die. throw you in the lake. <laughs> oh, they just... For, the, the, dino- for the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the green lake. They got I think they you. find a place for everyone. That's what I would assume. That You find what your talents are, and you find a way to incorporate sure. that into the Eldar society. But, Daddy, I'm an artist. Artists don't feed people. No, so. they need artists. <laughs> you still need artists. You still need artists oh, in the society. Um, I, I wonder, too, if, like, uh, exodites are actually – there's a physical difference now. Like, over – now it's been, like, 15,000 years. I don't – I wonder if they're bigger and stronger. They just procreate at a really slow – slow rate i'm sure that just through training through the environment they're slightly better but i bet that like physiologically there's they're very similar yeah i mean how they've been around for millions of years like they've probably reached whatever their peak evolution let's call it genetic stability they probably reached that at this point evolutionary no need for them to mutate further perfect (laughs) but if you like compare to generic exodite. i am a geneticist <laughs> an eldar geneticist That's specifically right. and like a generic craft world eldar yeah. they i'm sure right. the exodite would be pretty 
built. Yeah, right, that, has nothing, imagine, that has everything to just do with their environment and the right, fact that like, they have to work I've hard. Been, nothing yeah, to do with their like, on, Fit people like birth more fit people, and those fit people birth more fit people. <laughs> Is that how it works? Maybe. <laughs> These babies just come out with six packs? <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Yours I don't know. <laughs> Is it yeah, a thing? It is. <laughs> but I think like why if do you I take, feel like I have to fight so hard for this? Average births and you're looking of like exodites <laughs> and you look at that versus craft worlds, are those uh-huh. babies like on average actually stronger? They're Eldar already. Yeah. Right? Like, is there a better life form to be yeah. for them? Yeah, it's not like the craft world Eldar are, like, fat and slovenly. They're still, like... Right. They're still especially... extremely strong and graceful Hold and alive. Yeah, and they, they just live... lack work habits. Well, no, not even that, though, because they live <laughs> they a very disciplined life. Well, lifestyle, now they So that's do. not fair. Either. Now they do. Yeah. yeah. Are you comparing, like, Exodites to craft worlders or the old Eldar? Just to anything, really. Because... Anytime. No, no, no. Because, no, like, they... Jukari and stuff, like... Okay. Exodites live... Or not exodus, sorry, craft worlders have a very disciplined lifestyle. Like, they're the guys that wake up every morning and go to the gym because they're warriors. And they're the perfection of a warrior. That means they're perfecting their body. They're perfecting, like, their cardio. Or they wake up every morning and apply another stroke of paint on their canvas. Specifically, I'm talking about the warriors. I know. Right. And there's a good (laughs) chance that a lot of Eldar walk that path at some point. The path of the warrior? Yeah. Uh... Enough would have. There's got to be enough. My point is, is that... Their pursuit of perfection and their practices of their disciplined lifestyle is like, yeah, they're the guy that wake up at four in the morning, run like 10K and then do like 100 sit-ups, right? They're disciplined enough to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, to say like the Exodites are somehow superior in their physicality. No one likes that idea. eh? No one likes big buff uh, I'm not I like, I, I like I buff think, people as much as you do. Man. I think they would be <laughs> big and buff, buff, but I think it, it's nothing to do with their genetics. Sure, everything sure, to do sure, with sure. the lifestyle sure. they chose. I thought we were talking about penis size. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did I misinterpret the whole this whole conversation? All these push-ups I've been doing are for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see what you want to see, I guess. <laughs> oh my goodness! Although not openly warlike, <laughs> that, that one's we, that's too soon. Exodus believe in a return uh, for the spiritual health brought on by pursuing the hard labor of survival for oneself. So that's kind of their purpose. It's like, that's their thing. Like they purify their souls through physical labor. And if you had to boil down what they were to a path, I think that would be a really great description of their path. Hmm. It's that just desire of, uh, I'm going to survive by like the strength and toil of my own hands. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate. I feel that. (laughs) <laughs> Every day's yeah. a fucking toil for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh Getting out of bed. Whether you're surviving, I don't know. I don't know. Toil. It is a toil. It's real. <laughs> How's your spiritual health? Oh my. Don't ask. <laughs> if we have a don't ask, don't tell Paul. his spiritual health. We can't handle it. So, although not openly warlike, they are still more than capable of defending themselves from threats. The Exodites are robust self-confident people and still possess the legendary pride some would call it arrogance of the eldari race um but yeah like the, these guys would prefer to hide or come back or flee kind of than openly go to war with people for no real reason or f- for you know, conquest, conquest resources yeah, resources yeah exactly so did they like also f- take eldar tech with them and stuff yep. too like they didn't yep. forsake technology or no i got a whole section here about their technology uh-huh. and stuff teach um, me pretty much it's one word it says dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> foam dinosaurs i don't know why i perpetuate that because i hate it but moving on <laughs> <laughs> 
so you can sum up a lot of their culture and their kind of how they view the world with exodites also value coexisting with the land and elements instead of using the land for their own gain yeah exactly so they would rather build infrastructure that works with the land and is more natural in the landscape yeah. as opposed to bulldozing an entire continent and setting up some <laughs> massive palace. Exactly. Or a parade. Just or for parade. a parade. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan of that. Yeah. They don't like that. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like how they kind of think. That's kind of their thought processes and stuff. That's what they value. Um, mm-hmm. They value the hard work. They value being independent. Free. Free. Wild. Whether they're free or not... <laughs> It's entirely up to me. That's right. <laughs> and Mark, you've judged? <sighs> they are free. <laughs> Sons of bitches did it. <laughs> they finally did it. <laughs> They're free. <laughs> uh, great. So let's dive into kind of what the society of the Exodites uh, look like. Yeah. While individual Exodite societies vary across worlds as well as between them, uh, common to Almost all of those known is a social structure based around small, independent, tribal communities. Each Eldar owing allegiance to a local ruling tribe, which in turn owes fealty to the planet's king or his royal tribe. Yeah. So they're very, it's very tribal, for sure. Small groups of people. It's nice. Working together. Working together. Yeah. But they also have a monarchy, apparently. Apparently, yeah. There are, there are kings and stuff, leaders yeah. of the planet. Um, ruling tribes. I wonder if I could be leader of Earth. No. You guys, if you guys well, uh, swear fealty to me, we'll start here and then we'll kind of expand. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe. I'll swear fealty uh, if you do, Eric. <laughs> I'll swear fealty if, if Ian does it. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> if we get enough patrons, Eric will swear fealty <laughs> <laughs> to me. If we get. 20 million patrons. (laughs) I will swear fealty to Christian. Keep that Patreon button. I'm going to stop advertising for Patreon now. Mm. I do not want to swear fealty to Christian. (laughs) Uh, So it's a commonly held belief amongst the scholars of the Imperium of Man that the fractious tribalism is the natural state of the, uh, the Aldari. However, this social structure more than likely developed out of necessity as a small scattered communities were the most efficient way to utilize the sparse natural resources of the newly settled maiden worlds. Yeah, that kind of like, I guess I can see why the the humans would think that. But I don't think it makes much sense to no, actually I, think that. I think it's just a funny joke that they tried to do. Like, yeah, they're like, we fun. see them this way, so they must have evolved from this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, they've been advanced <laughs> for millions of years. Yeah, yeah. That's you the Imperium, know? though. Like, they yeah. don't fucking They're know so stupid. <laughs> the Imperium of Man, the perfect meme for them is that one guy who's like, is this a butterfly? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just represents everything the Imperium is. They see Tau. Is this a fish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like so no? racist. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. They see the Exodites. Is this a stupid Eldar? <laughs> a naturally occurring Eldar yeah. state? <laughs> Anyways, I like that meme. It's nice. Ugh. Due to the relatively few numbers of Exodites, there are few causes for territorial disputes between tribes. Open wars between tribes are, are rare, though skirmishes between young rival warriors are commonplace. Mm, Got to yeah. prove who you are and prove yeah. yourself. Yeah, exactly. And the only way to do it is to beat your opponent into submission. <laughs> the oh. good ways, the best ways. Yeah. 
the old ways of the <laughs> Yeah, just gotta hit him down on the ground and you just gotta fucking kiss his neck. Yeah. <laughs> just really assert your dom. Oh, yeah. You kiss another man. I could have kissed you neck. on the lips if I wanted to, but I yeah. did it on your neck. Yeah. No bloodshed, but that's how you've uh, proven that you're better than your rival from the yeah. neighbor tribe. These wrestling kissing skirmish. Oh, that's not. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, these skirmishes and occasional deaths do not embitter the tribes to one another. And regardless of how fought their battles might be, an Eldari would not despoil or steal the crops of a rival tribe even as these lie unprotected for months at a time yeah it's very cool like they're always still working together and even though they might have the occasional dispute like most eldar still value eldar over everything else yeah as racist as the eldars are there's still a deep sense of loyalty to the race as a whole like yeah i think that's the, the the seeds of racism is when you think you're better than everyone else <laughs> right it yeah um, it's so much so that you're willing to despoil everyone else <laughs> yeah for your own but benefit. protect your own self <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but i think that like i it only has helped that attitude the exodites because i, I think also they realize that the less confrontation, needless confrontation that they have, the better. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Um, Exodites live a lifestyle that is uh, startlingly pre-industrial and primitive lives compared to the other Adari factions like the Asariani and Drakari. Having chosen to abandon the auto- automation, labor-saving technologies that long define the Eldar life. Yeah. yeah, it's a very different lifestyle for yeah. sure. Like they're out living in huts and stuff. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about technology next, but like they're out living in huts, but they have full on fucking laser cannons. Yeah. Like, there's... why can't you have both? Why... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why would you want a hut? Why wouldn't you just well, it want where a you house? Live. I want a laser cannon. I don't care about this. <laughs> yeah. I want a fucking laser cannon. Give me a really. goddamn hole on the field with a commissar <laughs> breathing down my back. As long as I got a laser cannon. Um, there's a, a book. I can't remember the title of it. But mm-hmm. in the book, it's about this society that a group of adults, like, shut themselves off. They put themselves in, like, an exhibit. And they okay. live in, like, this old pioneer town. Oh. Um, and then they're having children, and the children have no idea that they live in this. What? Like, yeah, it. this place, but the adults all know. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, the doctor, they had pills and they had medicine, but at some point he just stops giving it out because, mm. you know, that's too advanced technology for oh. what they want to use. And it's this entire story of how they're actually, like, being viewed on, like, cameras, and it's this one person's journey oh, to, like, like, throw off like the veil and like learn what they are but that's kind of how i view exodites it's just like are there exodites that don't they learn yeah Yeah. exactly they learn at some point like wait a second my race sails the stars on these massive craft world ships like a harlequin comes down to the planet and and then and exactly tells them the story of their race and they're like what 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 am i doing in a hut With a goddamn dinosaur. <laughs> you mean I could be having sex parties? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my hut. <laughs> Fuck my hut. Yeah, okay. I'm I coming with you. <laughs> I definitely wonder that. Oh. Like, what is... I mean, obviously there are, but, you know, what is it like to be an Eldar <clears throat> that is an Exodite, you know? Like, yeah. do you instantly accept the life you're given? Do you have to struggle or do you want to rebel even against what someone else has chosen for you? So yeah. I guess, like, how often are they procreating as well? Like you mentioned before, like, they're probably not bringing a lot of new blood around. 
Yeah, that's definitely true. There's not as many of the Eldar babies as there would be, say, human babies. Sure, and so like, you know, they can they can brainwash or you can brainwash a kid pretty yeah. easily to think they're having a good time. In I life. mean, it happens <laughs> yeah. all the time. All the so. time. You ever heard of Africa? What? Uh, Please expand. <laughs> I have, but I would actually rather not expand on that. Because I don't know what I don't know what you're talking to. about. Huts, man. Oh. You ever heard of Huts Africa? Huts. Right. And, then, mean, they, and then they hear about Canada and they're like, what are they doing? They're talking into microphones? And then there's yeah. the Coke bottle? Yeah. It's nice. It's a good life. <laughs> Uh, so let's go into their technology. Ah, uh, Ian's favorite. Although their lifestyle is in many respects primitive and pre-industrial one, the Exodites still possessed many advanced technologies and remained familiar with the sophisticated materials used on craft worlds. So they're definitely aware. They're not... Yes. They're not dumb. They're not idiots. No, 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 no. Not but Like, I, I, they're definitely not hicks. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's the... The attitude is very different, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the the, the attitude is hick, but the brain is not. That's right. Yeah. Nor is their technology. Yeah. <laughs> hick. <laughs> <laughs> However, the psychoplastics like wraithbone that are used, uh, or the cornerstone, wow, are the cornerstone of Craftworld Aldari technology are rare and precious on these remote planets. So the Exodites utilize other substances and rely on simpler methods for uh, certain tasks. The Wraithbone's not very environmentally friendly, so they try to reduce mm-hmm. how much Wraithbone they introduce into the environment. I assume... Really? I mean, he's joking. Does it give off pollution? He's joking. <laughs> I was kidding. It's literally probably the most environmentally friendly. Right. You create it's... it from nothing, so you don't have to do any kind of resource <laughs> extraction. Yeah. And you could probably destroy it like with a single thought because yeah. it's just and, psychoactive. And so. you can Leave recycle no it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can just reform it into yeah. whatever you want. So It's very green technology. Yeah. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. Checkmate. No, you guys just work for big, big wraithbone. Big wraithbone. <laughs> Shills. You caught me. <laughs> Rips off his mask. He's an Eldar the whole time. Uh, so in war, the Exodites make use of weapons and technologies very similar to the craft worlds. Mm-hmm. The big difference between the two is that the Exodites prefer not to use vehicles, instead replacing them with well-trained and armored wildlife that is named native to their planet yeah yeah uh but yeah like uh eldar or the exodites they uh use like shuriken weaponry and stuff um, monomolecular yeah lance weapons um yeah lots of similar crossovers and stuff yeah so like they would be riding horses into battle but then carrying a shuriken cannon yeah yeah Yeah. okay that's their technology what's wrong with that oh i love it (laughs) (laughs) seems like they'd be at a disadvantage perhaps (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps. But, you know. Yeah. It's 40K, so everyone's always at a disadvantage. Yes. There's, there's no such thing as an even fight in no. 40K. Uh, um, unless yeah. you're Abaddon versus uh, Calgar. Then it's an even fight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good to know. Because no one will ever die. <laughs> <laughs> they're just locked in perpetual combat. That's right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the afterlife. Uh, Christian, you want to yeah. head us out? Because <clears throat> I'm spiritually pure. That's right. Every Exodite homeworld has its own equivalent to the craft world's infinity circuit, which they refer to as the world spirit. This immense store of psychic energy is where the minds of the dead Exodites are preserved forever after their passing from the physical world. 
Yeah, very cool. They have their own infinity circuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah but exactly. they, they call it like the world circuit. Like you become one with the, the planet. world. Yeah, and as we get into it, it's pretty cool how this all works and how it all connects together. So, like their craft world kin, the Exodites also wear spirit stones. That way, they can put into the infinity circuit or the world spirit. Um, and when they die, they're taken beneath the earth into one of their great tribal uh, burrows. There, they are laid to rest, their spirit stone broken upon the altars of the world spirit's crystalline world shrines. Wow. So their souls may become part of the potential psychic collective. Potent. <laughs> so potent. The obviously big difference between this and craft world infinity circuits is the breaking of the spirit stone. Yeah. Um, in craft worlds, they put the spirit stone... Um, into. In like a garden, yeah. which then connects to the circuit and grows as yeah. a gem, which can be plucked and, and you know reused by that spirit or whatever. But yeah. in this one, they offer you no way to exit yeah. the um, world shrine. Yeah, like uh, where craft worlds, they make use of like wraith technology. Exodites do not. Mm-hmm. I, so there's no need to really draw them out um, to actually take their soul from the world spirit. You can still commune with them just sh- fine. Of course, yeah. You just go to the world shrine itself. You form some prayers or whatever yeah. with your psychic. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering in this section, does it talk about the reason of why they don't use wraith? Uh, I think it's just it's Rare. just not like natural. It, uh, like I mean, it, it is. I think that there are be... many people in the craft worlds who view that as a form of necromancy, yeah. and it's yeah. very frowned upon actually in yeah. a lot of craft worlds. Yeah. So this if you're like idea... very conservative exodite, you're like absolutely, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. yeah. 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 I, I was the I was wondering if it, if they had put a reason. But I don't think they ever. I would do, think but that, that would be, be yeah. That'd be my guess because yeah, like. It's fucking necromancy. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> stop bringing back the dead. You're commanding yeah. the souls of the dead. Like, what yeah. kind of um, horrific things are you doing to this soul? Right? Yeah, so. yeah they have the right to be free and rest. Yeah, and you're <laughs> pulling them, screaming from the afterlife, it's, shoving uh, them in a constrained body, pushing them towards orcs. <laughs> that's not that's not good. No one likes that. I have a quick question too. It's interesting that you're kind of locked on that world if you're dead. Mm. So if anything happens to that planet, Tyranid invasion, yeah. exterminatus, whatever, yeah. like you're not going anywhere, that you're there forever. Yeah, like even a craft world, if it got <clears throat> invaded and like overrun, they could still potentially extract take... you. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. they had enough rate, or I guess some would get extracted. But yeah, you I, couldn't extract. I doubt you. You could save somebody, everyone. but like you're yeah. you're trapped. That world, your fate is entwined with that world. No yeah, yeah. I mean, which just furthers deepens their connection to it and like that yeah. whole like wood elfy type vibe. It also it makes their need to hide and be in these really hard to reach areas all the more vital because yeah. now they're like we're desperate to make sure people our planet can't. doesn't get invaded. Yeah, exactly. And even settled because then like think how the Imperium settles worlds. It's not pretty. yeah. It's not a settling. It's not gentle. Of exodite. <laughs> it's a settling of hmm. We don't like this planet. Let's remake it. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the technology. Uh, go ahead, Christian. This complex psychic energy grid extends over the entire planet. Stretching between the tribal barrows, stone circles, and standing stones that serve as the physical world shrines. The spirit world, the immaterium, and the material world, real space, can be interact at these special places. The spirits of the dead flowing together as one network of pure psychic energy, a vortex of power where the living can talk to the dead if they possess the psychic ability to interact with the world spirit. Yeah, they're going like full wood elf here. Well, 
communing. I mean, it's with, that, like Celtic, like yeah. the spirit stones, and you go to them and you can like commune yeah. with. <laughs> Look at the cat's feet up there. <laughs> I know. The Are action, you communing with the cat spirit? The oh, action of the communication is the exact same, sure, as yeah. the craft world, but I think the way they view it is mm. very different. Yeah. That I think the. Um, Exodites just seem to have a much more natural connection to it, whereas the craft worlds, I don't know, it just seems like... I don't know what I'm trying to say necessarily, because it's not like they aren't respectful, and they still Mm. don't feel that sense of, like... um, wonder i don't know <laughs> but it definitely feels like the exodites have a more natural yeah. connection yeah. to their world shrine yeah and there's probably a lot more shamanistic and yeah i wish they like, got more mystical into... views around it than a craft world would mm-hmm. have yeah i wish they got more into that kind of aspect of it but uh mm-hmm. the whole like the idea of a, of a exodite shaman who like leads the people and their spiritual health and stuff like it's a cool thought, but there's just absolutely no, yeah no real information. So you can pretend. I do. I like to play pretend for sure. It's the king's like children. They're like the shamans. They travel from place to place. They leave. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> My brain. To abandon a settled world is akin to abandoning the souls of their ancestors to the warp and she who thirsts. For without constant replenishment, world spirits diminish slowly and are rendered vulnerable. Very cool. So, that is good to know that you have to be in constant protection and vigilance over these world spirits yeah. or else Slanesh will come. And that, yeah. that makes sense, right? They have that, again, Wood Elf vibes of like people enter the Wood Elf forest and they kick people out. They don't want people in their forest. They yeah. don't want people on their planet because they're going to corrupt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that was another big thing. When they chose their planets, they specifically chose planets that were chaos free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they don't want you bringing your nasty chaos. Well, who would really choose a chaos-populated planet if they had? Maybe just a little bit of chaos. You need a little yeah, touch of excitement. You need a little yeah. bit of chaos. Oh, okay. We're seducing oh. you. Is it working? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. It's very cool the way this works. Like all all the burrows are like connected to each other through these like psychic. Uh, they they paths. look like veins yeah, exactly. running through a planet. Like Skyrim vibes. Like you know, the with stones. the barrows, yeah, yeah, and like stones and cairns and like, yeah, 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 but also Celts and also you know, you know a little bit of fuck, <laughs> a little bit of pics <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very cool. I wish we had a little bit more information on all this uh, on their afterlife because even all this stuff that we've read off, I got off of Wikia. Yeah, so it's a little harder to source and yeah. And I tried real. hunting down more, but who knows if even any of this is true? It's not. <laughs> it sounds. Eric was editing true? the day before for you to read the day <laughs> the after. Wiki <laughs> the wiki. <laughs> Updated <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> no one who did that. Yeah. So let's talk about Exodite worlds. There's really not much on them. Uh, the worlds are of the Exodites are savaged, untamed. They're meager, meager settlements coexisting with wild beasts of all kind. These settlements are too few and far enough between, scattered and disruptive to the de- or scattered and disruptive to the delicate balance of nature. Yeah. So like they they don't really populate the planet. They don't have huge cities. Um, they're not doing a whole lot of landscaping. Landscaping. Well, maybe they like doing landscaping. Sure, but they want it to look natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No uh, fake turfs on their lawns. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do they? Sorry, quick aside. Yeah. Maiden worlds. Yeah. Is that an exodite thing or is that an all? So uh, a maiden world is a world that uh, the Eldar race terraformed. 
Okay, so yeah. are these not with, necessarily Maiden Worlds? With intention to populate at a later time. Yeah. So lots of yeah. Exodites went to Maiden Worlds. To because they were because, Yeah, nice. they were perfect spots. They were great right. for Eldar, yeah. But they still specifically would have chosen ones that were hard yeah. to access. Yeah. Right. So and, it's yeah. like if you hit all the marks and you're a Maiden World, wow, that perfect. sounds perfect. Right. But you will settle for like just a wild planet that's off in the distance. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I also yeah. think it's cool area to explore is they don't necessarily have to be like what else like imagine settling an ocean world sure like sure. ocean exodites ocean right? elves yeah right i think right. i think sea it's the, the mindset Gray of what else right um, yes but, but yeah, you like, can transpose be, that on like it's the desire yeah. to be connected to nature yeah. like i want to do a exodite army for like my eldar or whatever and i want to do like an arctic themed one yeah do, right? do you know those uh those mammoths from Yes, the ogres. Yeah, yes. I would love to have them with Eldar on top of them. I'm in it. Yeah, Mornfang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Age of Sigmar. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, like they could really be anything. They're not. They're not wood elves. Right. Yeah. You could take the sea elves. From, yeah, you could do I from, from, uh, Oh yeah, yeah, the deepkin. Yeah. And make yeah. A, that oh man, there's so much potential quite here. Quite easy. To I want to see a lot. That would be incredibly easy. You just slap guns on. And they're literally riding like cavalry. <laughs> Animals, like, yeah, oh, yeah. There's eels and sharks and giant <laughs> turtles. Like, yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, for sure. I'm in it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I really think you could do some truly wild things with Exodites, um, conversion wise. But uh, yeah, Exodite worlds. Um, I'm just imagining horse-drawn carriage. Classy. <laughs> 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 Vampire counts, carriage, Eldar. No, like full-blown Amish. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about now how Eldar, Exodites, sorry, kind of interact and see other Eldars within the race, but also just yeah. Xenos, you know, Xenomorphs outside. Yeah. Uh, so the craft world Eldari regard the Exodites as rustic and simple folk. Uh, vigorous and wild compared to their own interviewed and often hermetically sealed societies. The system known as the Asuriani Path does not determine the way of life for an Eldar, an Exodite Eldari, unlike those of the Craft Worlds. So they definitely see a separation between themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're they're they've even gone to war with Craft Worlds before. It's mm-hmm. it's very rare, but it does happen. Um, yeah. But regardless of their differences, Craft Worlders will come to the aid of Exodites and vice versa in times of dire need. Even Elder Corsairs have been known to come to the defense of an Exodite world. Yeah. I think that just goes right back to the fact that even though you might have problems with one, you still yeah. put the survival of, of the species. Eldar race yeah. yes, above yeah. anything else in the galaxy. Exactly. Yeah. So how are the Eldar looked at now by like the craft world races they're not they're like yeah maybe it was a good idea that you guys left when you did like <laughs> they're probably well, entrenched they're, they're, in their own view because we're like our disciplined path is the way yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. they're like you you do your thing but our way is the it's way like mutual way. respect for each other's other thing but like yeah. well like the, the reason for both of these existing stem from the same thing they both were trying to flee the birth of uh slanesh they just went about it different ways some mm. went on craft worlds others mm-hmm. went to maiden worlds yeah right. and whether or not it's like the right or the wrong thing yeah. it's really hard to say I yeah mean, the truth is is that they're all wrong and the drakari got it right <laughs> embrace <laughs> yeah um harlequins are the most welcome amongst the exodites and are given free roaming of their worlds yeah which definitely makes sense harlequins are welcome in almost any eldar society, society. Yeah. yeah are they even re- they're welcome in uh 
Komora, right? Yeah. Anyone's welcome oh, yeah. in Komora. I guess that's true. I guess. <laughs> but, but like yes, the, the I Dark Elder value them, right? Yep. I even think they perform, yes, yeah. and yeah. share the story. And they would the love that too. It's like, oh, cool. Like, It'd be blood. They'd probably add a lot more blood in the show <laughs> yeah. for that. Uh, and then Exodites despise the Dark Eldar, and they hold them responsible for the fall of the Eldar in the first place. Hostilities remain high between the two factions. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Sad. <laughs> Um, and then the final thing uh, about Eldar relations is just uh, how they re- re- uh, relate with everyone else, every other race. Like, they don't like them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn type yeah. situation. That's how they feel about every race, I think. Yeah. I mean, if I was worried about the spiritual purity of my world shrine and the contamination of, let's yeah. say, the taint of chaos or even just other people's, like, psychic energies, I would be pretty protective of those borders as yeah. well. Just imagine how shitty it would be if, like, an orc invaded their planet, spores now. Now that's an orc planet, essentially. And, like, your world spirit's, like, got fungus on it now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you'd be oh. annoyed. You could get a cream for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Apply five times. <laughs> to the entire planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would effectively, like, force you to move and abandon your world spirit, which is... Devastating. Yeah, well, like, if just lock in perpetual combat. Just like that, we will yeah. fight them. I don't or, care or, for that. Or just imagine the situation where like the, the leader of the tribe's like, the only way to get rid of the orcs in that forest is we gotta burn down the whole fucking forest. <gasps> exactly. No. Oh no. <laughs> so sad. Mark, why'd yeah. you take it to a dark place? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, this is forty K. <laughs> it's not grim dark. <laughs> so where yeah. I go to escape my problems. <laughs> so that that's a fun thought. Um, them having to burn down their own yeah their own I mean forest. and sacrifices have to be made right yep. so and they're not scared to make big decisions obviously they abandoned all of Eldar society, society yeah. for what they thought was right so yeah um yeah so that's that's Exodites. They're cool. I really enjoy them. I wish we had models, maybe. I wish GW would make them a faction, because yeah. to make everything else a faction, even created a totally fake new faction for Eldar, and didn't freaking consider Exodites. I don't think Games Workshop views a lot of money in Exodites, yeah. as well as longevity in the race. I think that... You... Games Workshop is wrong. Oh. <laughs> they are very well, they wrong. Don't really, you know, Eldar as a whole hasn't really gotten a lot of favors in the last... No. Stop complaining. You got what? a double box set recently. Didn't they just get a new Eldar? Aspect Warrior update? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like the only thing in the last, like, five, decade, ten yeah. years, right? Yeah. I At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I think Exodites are cool, but uh, they definitely aren't on the forefront of what Eldar fans are buying, yeah. I think. Yeah. People are way more interested in Craft World, Dark Eldar, and Ianari. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ianari is just the two put together and pretending it's a new faction. Yanari is all of them. Yanari is supposed to be the blending of everything. Models. Three, I mean. That's a faction. That's not a faction. <laughs> it's an ideal, Christian. Uh, but there's a couple more things we're going to share about Exodites. A couple just... additional thoughts. A couple yeah. uh, talking points. The very exactly. first one is 
Eldar Psychers. Mm-hmm. Exodite um, Psychers. Exodite Psychers. Yeah, they don't really talk about them. They they don't really talk if they have to try to temper them or how they control them. How do you how them. do you shield them yeah. from the warp? And yeah, because like Craft World, they go on they go on that path and like it's a whole big thing. Yeah. Um, it's very like strict and it's the most dangerous path it's described as. It takes absolute years and focus to master. Yeah. But then you get to the Exodites who don't right. even have the protection of the path and they don't even mention it. Yeah. So. I have two theories. Okay. One, their world protects them because uh, over time you get enough people in the world spirit and it kind of like you live on the planet. You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything okay. outside of that. And two, they're, they they walk a path of their own that's still disciplined and like more mm. physical. Sure. There, you still have to farm. You still have to eat. You still have to do all those things. So you don't have a lot of time to like, like you said, like yeah. uh, what is it, idle, hands, hands devil devil place. Right, exactly. So you're not like busy playing with your psychic powers because you freaking have to eat today. So you're gonna go, mm. you know, seed the fields. And, sure. Uh, so sure. okay, mm. your first point, uh, I. Exodite worlds are definitely described as very low population. There's no way there's more Exodites on a Exodite world than there are craft worlders on a craft world. And so there's more spirits in an infinity circuit than there are in a world shrine, 100%. So that protection would also then be offered to the craft worlds, but you never hear about how the infinity circuit is the one protecting you. It's always the path. Sure. The or, second or point... The, the Wraithbone has some kind of uh, protective qualities. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah. The second one, um, psychic things, emergencies can just happen. Sure, but that's true for you don't everyone. Ha- well, that's everywhere. what I'm saying. So how do like how do maybe you- a lot of exodites are protected just by the fact that they're not exploring their psychic powers, but there are going to be those exodites who just explode with psychic yeah. potential and energy. So how do you think they view that then? Someone who you know, they've stepped into this world and they have no idea how to control it and psychic things are just happening around them. That could be a cool story, man. Well, how do you think I, they I deal really, with it? That's I really like the idea yeah. of, like, shamanism and kill stuff. It? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love tribal, the tribal aspect Yeah, there's of a that. tribal shaman. He He's keeping his eye out for new people who are kind of he's, getting crazy he's with psychic powers. sussing it out yeah. and trying to, like, read the psychic waves of what's happening. Yeah. And I really like that, too. And then he finds someone and pulls an apprentice and yeah. he's like, now you can go be a shaman to this village. And then one goes rogue and kills a village chieftain's son and then sets <laughs> off a whole like three-part series right yes yeah. <laughs> I, yes it does i definitely like the shaman look yeah. i wish that games workshop had confirmed would confirm that for us because sure. i think that would be awesome yeah. like even if you look at like uh exodite artwork it, they look so like feral like they're covered in like bone teeth and like feathers and stuff like a shaman would just fit right in there yeah Think of some models you could convert already. Mm-hmm. Some of those Raven models for uh, Warcry. I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple new Warcry factions and stuff. They could do some nice. Would look really cool for yeah. like shamans. Eric's googling right now. I'm just curious. Never even heard of Warcry before. Really? It's, no. It's like uh, it's kind of like Necromunda to AOS. Hmm. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I know what we're talking about. Except that. for like the rules yeah. are probably not nothing like that but like it's like a small scale yeah 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 you're playing as some, t- some type of cult or something you yeah, buy like, like a, you buy like a 70 dollar box with like 10 guys in it and i think that that's like but a, then that's all you need forever though i think i think so that's right, your like exactly. warband or something yeah so that's a difference in buying infinite warhammer yeah right wait <laughs> you can do things other than just buy warhammer <laughs> you, you can building? build and paint them <laughs> what 
Guys, don't be crazy. They're just supposed to sit in their shrink wrap plastic on your shelf. <laughs> they're collector's items. That's right. Yeah, I my, got I mean, my, uh, most of mine my paychecks like directly deposited to GW. Yeah, <laughs> to GW. They're just converted into gift cards. The games <laughs> workshop you just get loot boxes every month. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. You're like, wow, this month, for the 10th month in a row, I got paintbrushes. <laughs> and a Primaris Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a new Primaris Lieutenant. <laughs> what a world! <laughs> what a life we live. Have any of you guys been to GW for your free model? What no. free What? That, they give you a free model every month now, apparently, if you just go and ask for one. Hmm. It was on That's the, how drug dealers what? do their thing. Legitimately, it was on the community... How like, have I not page. known about this? So you've been in lockdown. It started last. <laughs> it started last month. I guess. Oh my god! I'm gonna make a trip. I mean, I haven't. Either. You can't because everything's closed. Damn it! That's how they get you. <laughs> Come on down <laughs> if you dare. <laughs> but beware! A cops thousand dollar fine. Taking quarantine. Uh, any other? Miniature. Any other ideas about psychers or things we want to chat about there? <sighs> I got nothing. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I I think obviously they exist. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Eldar Exodites would like shun a no. psyker, but I do think there is probably a very specific role. Yeah. And place, especially for those who, uh, it just happens to, as opposed to seeking it out. Yeah. So, the path sure. of the shaman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just like what you were saying earlier, I do think that as much as people that uh, exist outside this system, as much as they deny that they're on a path. I think all of them take a lot of the very similar themes of path life and just adapt it to their own desires. Yeah. So mm -hmm. maybe they aren't doing pleasure cults, but they're still like having strict schedules yeah. and making sure that they're it's doing the path routine. of the farmer. Yeah. Path of the farmer. I honestly think that like that is the way that Eldar society, that's just how they well, naturally natural want to go. State. Yeah, you know, as <laughs> primitive, primitive, primitive farmers. Aliens. Yeah, that's, that is their natural state. Is this an Eldar <laughs> ancestor? <laughs> okay, uh, there's one more thing about Exodites, um, and it's Do it. dinosaurs. It. Fucking so dinosaurs, Mark, man. Mark read an interesting piece of information that's going to kick it all off. Uh, refreshment. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of stuff. We're going with that. Oh, we're doing the notes. It doesn't all stick. <laughs> well, it's Mark the... read this thing, and what was that again, Aaron? <laughs> I don't remember. I wrote it in the parentheses. Uh, <laughs> it's right there. Uh, dinosaurs. So the the exodites. I'll just say it. I guess. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please do. The Exodites <laughs> brought the dinosaurs with them. Yeah. That's the piece of information that's that Mark why there's read. dinosaurs everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Apparently that's why. Regardless. It's bullshit. I. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I think the idea of all Exodites across the galaxy on all the planets all use T-Rexes. Yeah. yeah. And like they have like, uh, there's a lot of information about Exodites that I didn't include because it specifically pertained to like their, I think they call it the dragon cult. But it's basically people who ride the dinosaurs. But that wouldn't be the same on every... That would be one planet in my mind. be very niche. Or a exactly. group of planets, depending it's, on how far the influence has spread. Exactly. Well, okay, it depends. If you like this idea that dinosaurs were brought with them, then maybe there literally are on yeah. every single planet. And yeah. the dragon cult is on every planet. Yeah. 
I think that's a really stupid thing. Yeah. Like, these planets are described as wild, savage, and untamed. Like, why would you start importing? Have they not learned from Australia? (laughs) A lot of their, like, ideal. You like T Rexes? (laughs) A lot of their ideal goes with living with nature. Why would they try to impose these massive. Hello, we're here to live with nature, and we brought invasive species with us. That doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly. Like, it would make more sense that they would find animals or creatures on that planet that exist there mm-hmm. to live in harmony with them exactly. and help them exactly. so i don't like the idea of dinosaurs unfortunately games workshop does say they brought them with giant yeah. spiders but what if we Wait, ever really listen to what corroborated not a single thing? time <laughs> i was gonna say Primaris Marines. Right. Case in point. <laughs> would it be stupid to have a... I'm not... We're not. Primaris we're not, dinosaur? We're not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what have you done? Only if it's Primaris Dinosaur Prime. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, I definitely like the idea more that whatever planet they go to, they just make use Adopt of that local. wildlife and stuff. I'm just, yeah. like, picturing, like, all these cool big beasts from uh, right? AO, AOS. No, I like the Falcons. dinosaurs. Oh, Giant spiders. But do you like the idea of every planet having these dinosaurs? Sure. I mean, they could have just brought like a stem cell from a T Rex with them. It just them. doesn't make sense Throw for their whole tube. culture to me. Yeah. Yeah, it probably doesn't, but. But that's the cool. facts. That, that's the facts. Them's the breaks. Them's how it is. <laughs> but yeah, there's some like insanely cool like lizard men oh, models yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah, the dinosaurs like, are sweet for right. sure. Like instead of just a wraith knight, you have the yeah. massive four hundred dollar like I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> big dinosaur, <laughs> the big dick dinosaur, yeah, the big big boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's uh, about it for our exodites. Yeah. Well, that was a great episode, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's only half the episode. Oh, Strap um, yourself no. in for Corsairs. Corsairs, Ian. Do you wanna? lead the charge on Corsairs and take us through it? Some Eldar choose to abandon the life of the craft world and become an wrath. An wrathy. (laughs) Yes. They cannot live in the rules of the craft world and so they leave. Others have been banished, forced out of their homes because of particularly heinous crime that they have committed. And this is like the path of the outcast, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, that's the title of what you're reading. Uh-huh. <laughs> is this an actual path that they are, like, deemed yeah. from other people, obviously? Yes. I, I don't know if they view it as the path of the outcast, but definitely the craft world society very strictly calls this the path of the outcast. Mm. Cool. Uh, some elder find themselves without a home, join roving bands of other outcasts in a truly pirate piratical that's piratical? a word piratical sounds made up piratical lifestyle all words are made up preying upon many <laughs> other star-faring intelligent races of the galaxy their favorite prey however is the imperial shipping voidcraft and merchants oh yeah you, you, you love looting for sure is as much as the eldar have like some really old enemies like the Necron or the Orcs, for some reason, they really like to pick on really humans. hate humans. <laughs> I mean, humans are like the worst. They're just <laughs> horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty easy target. Yeah, 
It didn't take long for humans to top that list of most hated. <laughs> They've been fighting Necron for 60 million years, and it took humans like 5,000 <laughs> to immediately. I know we just met, but like. I literally oh, hate you. you. <laughs> I'm going to raid your crap. You I don't even really want your stuff. Suck. I'm just raiding your crap. I'm just going to kill it. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I was going to ask. Like, what does Neldar want on an Imperial ship? Money? <laughs> yeah. Who Imperial knows? tech? <laughs> yeah, it's so great. <laughs> right? Imperial tech. It's so advanced. <laughs> uh, so organization for them. Uh, Corsairs gather th- together into fleets, uh, though it is more likely to see small bands together at a single time. While these bands do identify with larger fleets as a whole, they operate on this smaller scale, often terrorizing an entire sector with fast guerrilla attacks. Nice. Gorilla attacks. Yeah, they launch Where gorillas they? out of their guns. They're just one. like the Exodus. <laughs> yeah. like, they brought gorillas with them everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Space gorillas. <laughs> uh, a Corsair fleet is ruled by one individual, either a Corsair prince or princess. Uh, this pirate often comes from ancient Eldar nobility, though even if they aren't of noble blood, they are still recognized as masterful tacticians, natural leaders, and effective warriors. I like that Elder Society always goes back. Even the the uh, craft worlds have princes, right? Like yeah. they yeah, still maintain Ariel. like their their yeah. monarchical families and houses and and bloodlines. It's also interesting to note that they still have actual power too. Yeah, yeah. Not that's just, what I'm saying. They're not just a figurehead. Yeah, exactly. Like Exodites do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. I w- I did wonder if those Exodite kings actually do come from old ancestral. Eldar nobility, Um, but my first guess would be yes, Yes. probably because they do. I think they really do care about that, like bloodline and their history, and being better than everyone else. They're a democratic social commune. (laughs) They have no leaders. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So surrounding this uh, prince or princess is a coterie of corsair barons, and these are advisors, captains, boarding crew chiefs or crew commanders that have the ear of their fickle prince. Hmm. These barons are often in command of their own spaceships uh, and even have their own small fleets sometimes and even will run their own raids sometimes. Yeah, I mean, obviously it depends on how big your fleet is, but, like, your baron could be the master of a fleet that another prince is, right? Sure, exactly. It could be. There's definitely some big sizing differences here. Come here. Ian? Uh... These fleets and smaller bands are highly autonomous, uh, with many pursuing their own goals or targets. Because of the fleet-based nature of the Corsairs and the predisposition of the Eldar race to quick-focused and targeted attacks, as opposed to the Imperium's method of a big hammer, uh, they are not (laughs) equipped for long, drawn-out confrontations or siege warfare. They specifically don't. Right, like keep that kind of hardware around. Yeah, it's just hit and run. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. they have no desire to be drawn into any kind of long conflict. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there aren't many, if any, bastions of Eldar pirates. While we, as in humans, like us reading this, we could assume that they spend the majority of their time out in the void of space, uh, raiding Imperial shipping lines. There was a pirate haven once mentioned in the uh, 12th Black Crusade, which we talked about in that episode, mm-hmm. um, where a group of piratical humans and Eldar were said to operate from. But even though these bases may not be mentioned, we believe that many pirates that covet treasure or hoard wealth 
must have some protected place for it. Yeah, exactly. They all got their own treasure island somewhere for them. Treasure planet. Treasure planet. Or two guys. Okay, I just want to say, as an aside, Treasure, treasure planet, planet is a great is movie. It's one of the greatest <laughs> alien movies I've ever seen in okay. my life. I'm watching it tonight. You have not have seen you it? not seen it? No. I've, Holy crap. I've, oh my god. It's amazing. I love the aliens. I love how everything interacts. I love the technology. Nice. I love the attitude. It's Oh. Brilliant. I don't think there's anything wrong with that movie. <laughs> no, and it got like okay. it, did, it was not well received. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I wonder. I mean, obviously, I'm not a movie scientist. No, but <laughs> well, would you claim nobody to is? No, I never <laughs> would. I might be an Eldar geneticist, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not a movie scientist. <laughs> no. Honestly, I love Treasure Planet. I go back to that movie all the time. <laughs> I don't but think I've seen just it either. Imagine when you watch it. Yeah. Think of the pirates as like. 40k pirates okay it, i don't know it makes it so much better yeah if you just insert 40k into all your fictional universes <laughs> yeah. halo 40k twilight 40k lord of the rings 40k <laughs> yeah sure what the wait 40K? i guess it can all exist Why not? <laughs> they're all on their own worlds right yeah they're yeah. just um side side note yeah titan <laughs> ae and also a great sh- movie and, titan ae yeah. yeah and atlantis yeah, it's pretty good i still got the same vibes watched atlantis and yeah i also like titan ae yeah. i love the idea of an arc arcs are sweet hmm. yeah beautiful brilliant um, all right moving on <laughs> okay <laughs> moving on ian mm-hmm. many corsairs wish to arrive above, uh, rise above their own station to command their own ships become barons or even ascend to the lofty status of prince while the pirates don't quite stoop to the same level of betrayal as as the Drukari are known so well for, they have been known to act on their own self-interest at the expense of their fellow pirates. It's definitely more of a Wild West yeah. uh, in the life of a Corsair than, you know, than anywhere else in Elder Society. Uh, yeah, except Without Drukari. Drukari. Yeah, yeah. yeah of... Yeah. If you had to go like levels of mutual respect and res- or sort of mutual respect and understanding and like kindness, it's gonna be like exodites and craft worlders. I don't know. Who's... Yeah, you think they're kind? You wanna uh, to each other? Oh, okay. To each other. <laughs> yeah, not outside. No, no, no. no, no at the very super top, super racist. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Right? Don't forget, Eldar <laughs> oh, yeah. are very racist. At oh, the yeah. very top is uh, Harlequins. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, they love everyone. everyone respects. All right, Harlequins. There's a dog. And then Exodites and Craftworlders. And then under that, you have Corsairs. And then way down <laughs> yeah. at the bottom, you have the Drukari. And then beneath them, who are the Drukari? Like spider guys? Uh, oh, shoot. Spider guys. The flesh. The, oh, like the... Homunculi. Homunculi. Yes. 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 They are They're the, the worst very of the bottom. worst. The bottom of the barrel. <laughs> um, so this attitude kind of wanting to rise... Uh, in the ranks, combined with the dangers of being a Corsair prince, has led to the common formation of the blade-sworn retinue. These Eldar are a tight-knit group of hardened warriors, often composed of close kinsmen, and are tasked with the constant protection of their leader. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. One of the most important positions within a Corsair fleet is that of Void Dreamer. These Eldar psychers function as navigators or helmsmen aboard the Void Craft, using their powers to help navigate the flows of the warp, as well as protect their crew and ship from the dangers of the demon-infested dimension. That's cool. Um, so these Void Dreamers, do, do Corsairs still use the webway? Yes, yeah. I assume so. Yeah. But so- they also travel in the warp, I think. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Very interesting. So Void Dreamers are seen as both a gift and a threat uh, for attempting to navigate the world of psychic powers without a teacher or the strict guidance of the path can lead to disastrous results. So think of, uh, we talked kind of about it in the Exodite thing about how someone who just suddenly has an onset of psychic energy bursting through their body and rushing through them or whatever. Um, and then there's no protective runes that uh, we mentioned when we were planning it, that that's a way that um, Asuriani protect themselves with yeah. psychic energy is by using these runes as fail safes. Yeah. They don't have uh, teachers like the path of the seer does, right? So That's a huge thing. That's kind of why I was really diving into the Exodite one, because this describes how dangerous it is yeah. to try and manipulate or manifest or try and master. Ooh, manipulate, manifest, master, master your powers outside of the path. So I was curious, but Exodites didn't seem to even touch on it at all, which I was curious about. Hmm. But anyways, we're talking about void dreamers i like to imagine the void dreamer is kind of like that turtle in finding nemo who's just like yeah hey, man. ride the warp just see where it <laughs> takes <laughs> you <laughs> it's kind of crazy out there <laughs> you see some stuff you'll find where you're looking to go just hang on tight <laughs> uh however even though these void dreamers are you know kind of dangerous in their own right they are those that survive and master their abilities are invaluable resources, with entire fleets sometimes engaging in open war with each other just to secure their power or knowledge for themselves. That's, That's sweet. Cool. Fighting yeah. over little old me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like that, Ian? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can take the last one. Um, what's the last one? <laughs> While the warlocks and seers upon Craftworld <laughs> place a heavy focus on searching the strands of, of fate for their survival of the Eldar race as a whole, Void Dreamers instead focus on the immediate future of their own ship. Yeah, so they're very, way more focused and locked in on one thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And on a very small time frame, they're like, what's the best target for us, you know, in sure. the next five days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the Eldar race as a whole, like the Otarks, not Otarks. Um, Farseers. Farseers, yes. Yeah. They're going like, how do we survive for the next 10,000 years yeah, and making small little changes exactly there. Yeah. yeah very cool so it's a very different focus but they still i do like the fact that they still seem to really care about seeing in the future yeah you know yeah. It, it's the same uh strand of like psychic phenomena i think just hmm. very different uh, ways to approach it yeah yeah cool one is immediate gratification and one is planning ahead one yeah. is saving for retirement and the other one is dumping <laughs> enjoying, all their money into warhammer enjoying your orange juice right now. <laughs> yeah. uh so anything else about void dreamers we want to chat about i thought they were pretty neat they're very cool yeah I'm trying to like pirates of the caribbean these guys in my head and i'm well, thinking don't, like first of all <laughs> no, i'm thinking like cool witch doctor like bones around his neck <laughs> they all like go to him he's like a little loopy no, he's a little the weird. finding nemo turtle <laughs> <laughs> and his cannon gw <laughs> texted how it they to talk me. to uh, so now we're going to talk about uh, Corsair, Corsair technology. Tech. So much of the Corsair warfare is focused on like this hit and run style of hard, fast hitting attacks. Um, they forego large clunky vehicles or immobile gun platforms to keep their mobility like up to Mach 10, basically. Yeah. yeah. They use jetpacks, venoms, falcons for rapid insertion and fast rating. 
They insertation, also, eh? Insertation, yeah. Right. It's a new also, word. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Google it, bitch. There is, <laughs> you said it with enough confidence. I was like, fuck it. Yeah, insertation. <laughs> they also use jet bikes from other fo- for another form of fast attack that allows them to perform vicious flanking maneuvers. Yeah, so everything that they do is just focused on get in, destroy, get out. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Eldar Corsairs model with the jump packs? I think so. From Forge World? Yeah. Um, so Corsairs also aren't strangers to close-range combat, with some purely bent on destroying their victims as brutally as possible. So they are a fan of the fast attack, but they also really go towards that old pirate, like, I love violence, mm-hmm. you know, I like bloodshed, and I want to destroy and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw a bunch of these yeah. as I was planning this. Yeah, I think those are uh, jump packs that they have. Yeah, they yeah have those, like, big wings. Yeah, and they got some, like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're cool. The Elder model range is just brutal. Great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not impressed. It's crazy that they have uh, on that one. Corsairs. Yeah, girl. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, they have the these massive, cool. like, wings that look like blades, and there's two of them coming from their shoulders, and they're very tall. It's about... You add like another two thirds height to the model. They look like on the Swarm Lord's sword on top of its head, but oh, on like either the side, yeah. Yeah, 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 either yeah, side yeah. of their shoulders. Yeah, yeah they're they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Corsairs and oh, for the times when they absolutely need a little more firepower or artillery support, uh, they have been known to deploy Wasp assault walkers, and they. But when they do that, they fit them with uh, jump jets and jet-supported anti-gravitic systems to help them as part of a rapid deploy formation. So even on the times when they're, like, bringing the heavy guns, those heavy guns are still very mobile. Yeah. I uh, I also wonder if they loot other tech. I don't think they, like, as superioristic as they are in their, like, mentality, I wonder if they're, like, I'm going to pick up this last gun and use it. I'm going to pick up this Necron tech or whatever. I, it's just a question. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like... As an individual, you do whatever the hell you want. But yeah. I think as a whole, the Eldar technology is just so... Superior. Yeah, yeah. what would be the point? I just I could picture a cool pirate lord with, like, a Necron sword or something, and, like, that's his Well, thing. Necron's different. Yeah. Necron technology... is obviously more superior. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Eldar is superior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would like to... If I was to ever do a Corsair thing, yeah. I would do it in, like, old-school pirate stuff. Like, when you see Treasure Planet, Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god. I can't wait. I can't wait it's to go watch so it. It's so good. Okay, like, pause I this. love we'll the bandoliers, back. and like, yes! you have like 10 pistols going yes! down here. Oh. Anyways, um, so that's pretty much technology. They yeah. use very similar things to the Eldar, but they yeah. just focus on the fast attack. Yeah, exactly. So. Like, a lot of these Eldar, these Corsairs, were Craft World Eldar. Yeah, they've just become this path of the outcast. Yeah. Yeah. And it know? might become Craft World Eldar again. Even. Absolutely, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. they're allowed Not to come back? Not after what I've done. Not a, they're not taking me back. <laughs> right. It depends. If you've been banished for your crime, yeah. maybe there's a time limit on, and maybe it's permanent, you know? So, right. Yeah. Um, maybe you did something so heinous they won't welcome yeah. you back like I did to that dog one time. Whatever, <laughs> 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 You're exiled. <laughs> exiled forever. Get, get the fuck out. <laughs> get the um, get a decrepit dog with you. <laughs> but yeah, since so many of them are Craft World Eldar or were at one point, uh, they already have spirit stones. Um, yeah. So when these stones are filled with an Eldar's soul, the normal experience would be to place the spirit stone into an infinity circuit or world spirit. But since Corsairs might abandon their allegiance to the craft world, 
uh, it's entirely possible that they are not placed within an infinity circuit. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a pretty big difference um, for Eldar, and it's actually a lot closer. Uh, I don't know. For me, I think I would fear this, like, yeah, a lot if yeah, I was yeah. a corsair. Yeah. The the afterlife is not guaranteed for you. Yeah, especially like you're an Eldar and you know your soul is A, immortal, or B, it's about to be ripped to shreds by <laughs> angry gods, it's, right? It's kind of cool. I like the idea of, like, the path of the outcast or the option of becoming a Corsair as, like, punishment, because it's like, yeah, go do whatever you want, live your life, but you don't have a backup plan anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, you, aren't if you perish, you're done. Yeah. See you later. Like, so <laughs> they definitely have their spirit stones, you know, unless maybe they came from Kimura. Sure. Or, um, or even if they're knows? an Exodite, they would still yeah. probably have it. But uh, it doesn't really clarify what happens to a Corsair once they are dead and in place in a spirit stone. So yeah. we kind of came up with a couple ideas of what we thought might happen. Sure. Uh, so the first one I have written is uh, their spirit is captured within a stone and it's held onto until it can be taken to their home craft world to be placed into the circuit. Um, so it's very possible that, you know, you're from LA talk, you've been traveling for 500 years and you die. And then on the next pass through, like you go to LA talk, they hand over your spirit stone, exactly. and you get placed into the infinity circuit. So that's probably best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Which means it's not happening. <laughs> not very often. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is their spirit is captured within a stone, which never reaches its destination of this, uh, the infinity circuit, whether it's impossible or their acceptance is denied or whatever. Yeah, maybe you never pass by yeah. this uh, craft world ever again. Yeah, maybe your craft world is destroyed. Uh, yeah, maybe it was destroyed. Or yeah. maybe you do pass by and they say, no, like that thing Christian did to that dog, like we still remember that. <laughs> we don't like that. Yeah, get rid of like, take The spirit's off not even welcome here anymore. Yeah, so that's very possible that they just outright deny people. Um, just think, though. Eldars care so much about the longevity of their race, and imagine like to do something so bad that they yeah. outright cut you off. They're like, no, <laughs> yeah. we don't want any more. Of that. Like that's you must do something pretty bad in yeah. order for that to happen. Um, we got another one. Uh, their spirit is captured by a stone and placed into a miniature version of an infinity circuit, such as the Hemlock Wraith Fighter features. Sure. So this is a throwback to uh, what did we talk about it on Path of the Dead? Or, probably probably okay. that episode. So yeah. there's like an Eldar ship, which are all constructed out of Wraithbone, um, yep. and it's piloted by a single living pilot and like four spirit stones. Yeah. And so that um, kind of makes a miniaturized infinity circuit yeah. in and yeah. of its own. So it's very possible that they use this kind of Wraith technology to get you to still serve in the Corsair band. And honestly get a fucking wraith fighter in your pirate <laughs> crew like that's oh, kind of badass i like it so yeah uh, and then we got another one uh they could just be picked up by a member of the blood ravens chapter <laughs> as kept and kept yeah, just like yeah, exactly so that's cool. very like likely to happen <laughs> for sure they're everywhere taking everything <laughs> oh my god that or they just uh die without a soul stone and are ripped to shreds by slanesh yeah, yeah and obviously there's so many other things that could potentially sure. happen, but um, yeah, I got an interesting thought. Sure. What what do we think about corsairs and um, wraith constructs? Do we think they have their own? Let's call it a herd of wraith wraith constructs. Well, so my I guess opinion on that is I don't think they keep infinity circuits. Yeah, so I don't think I they think they try to they somewhere they try to offload these spirit stones probably at the like 
first opportunity. I don't think they want to risk could sell them for a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they want to risk destroying them because I, I do think yeah. that for a lot of the Corsairs, like they'll treat the spirit stones as they want their spirit stone to be mm. treated. Right? There's still like a reverence involved sure. in them. Um, so I don't think they keep a lot of wraith stuff. Yeah, but I do I, I like the idea that. of there being some wraith stuff. Yeah. Like a guy who's he's not ready to give up being a pirate. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he, he wants to just Put keep me back. going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hear me out. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Ghost <laughs> ship. Ghost, Ghost ship. ship. Yes, of all just wraith constructs. Yeah. Is the captain also just like this old wraith construct? Yes. He's millions of years old. Falling apart. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. That's, well, that's nice. what they do with them. I like to picture a, a poor guy in a jump pack, like flying through space, gets blasted, and it's like he takes his own spirit stone, and his body's just never recovered, just floating through space with his soul. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a crazy. Oh, it could I, happen. I think yeah. I read this little story prompt that was, yeah, like this Eldar dies alone on a planet, and his like soul slowly gets like placed into his spirit, so, stone. spirit stone, but he's absolutely terrified of it happening because he knows. This is his eternity now. It's just to be a rock existence in this rock with no communication from anyone. And Oof. yeah, there are some fates thought. worse than Slanesh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, potentially. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the Corsair afterlife. It's not very well laid out, but those are kind of just our. But you know, we half-ass things. So <laughs> that's why it is the way it is. <laughs> no, I like that it leaves it open-ended. You could, yeah. You, my pirate band does this. Your pirate band does yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Mine just likes to crush other soul stones because we're yeah, assholes. Like, I'm sure <laughs> Prince Uriel. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like Prince Uriel, like he, the way he deals with soul stones, he's probably bringing back exactly. The yes, yes, every time. Yeah, uh, he's probably he goes out of his way to do it. if he yeah. can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it really depends on the band. Yeah. Uh, so Eldar relations with other things. Ooh, Corsair's relation with the Asuriani or craft holders are quite strained, with many on the craft world wary or even downright suspicious of their wayward, violent kin. Hmm. So even though the Corsairs claim to walk the path of the outcast, many craft worlders view them as too close to the path of damnation and the darkness that surrounds the Drukhari to be trustworthy. It is common for craft worlders to not allow their members to mingle too closely with these wayward Eldar. They're definitely kept on the far fringes yeah. of Eldar society yeah. and, and viewed as just too close to the dark Eldar. Yeah. It, it's pretty crazy too. Like uh, sometimes the Corsairs are described as like bloodthirsty, like savage, savage, violent, like yeah. all these like crazy words like that. Um, you I'm met sure pirates. You, you know what? It, my This challenged what I thought yeah. Eldar Corsairs were. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. not think, I thought they were more just rebellious against the constraints of the path i did not assume that they were like maybe having blood baths yeah yeah, you know or like performing sacrifice or anything like that but really the more i read about it does sound kind of close to dark elder that's (laughs) the thing like i'm sure the standard imperial citizen would never know the difference between a corsair and a dark elder and dark elder are also often at least an older lord depicted like piratical and yeah like they're always like yeah they're raiding and right raiders pirates there's a lot of overlap for sure for sure yeah so even though these corsairs are on the fringes of eldar society and even shunned sometimes many still feel a deep sense of loyalty towards the eldar race as a whole and there are many stories of a craft world being saved from destruction by the timely arrival of a corsair fleet (laughs) 
Bless you. Carry on. Answering a distress call. Yeah. So even, it goes just whole back to that, you know, we set aside our differences, we put aside our grievances with each other <laughs> because the Eldar race as a whole is yeah. more important. Nothing binds a group of people together stronger than just hatred of other races. That's <laughs> you know, it worked with humanity. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Let's talk about some other relations they have. Many other races uh, know of or have witnessed the battle prowess of the Corsairs firsthand. And there are some fleets or bands that are willing to set their skills or sell their skills to a high enough bidder. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. there are definitely some stories of a planetary governor <laughs> or some Xenos race that's involved in a dispute, you know, seeing these Corsairs and then trying to get them to help them in their problems. Uh, but for those that are desperate enough to warrant contacting a Corsair fleet, they must be extremely cautious. There are many stories of Eldar pirates double-crossing their benefactors and reaping the benefits of two defeated forces. <laughs> very nice. So you it's better very, have a plan. Very piratey. Yeah. It, <laughs> they, wait. I don't know why I didn't think they were like actual pirates. <laughs> very piratey. You yeah. like Treasure Planet. How could you not? <laughs> I know. I don't know. But yeah, this is like... They're true pirates, right? Oh, yeah. They're not scared for of like a little blood or betrayal or anything. They Stealing, just and not. Yeah, in the end it's all just me. Yeah. You know, they care about numero uno. And that's mm -hmm. it. And that's Eric. Yeah. That is Never me. forget that. It's me. <laughs> um any other thoughts on Corsairs? I know we kind of briefly talked about it a little bit, but you you can go back to a craft world or you could stop being oh, a Corsair. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, um I can't believe I didn't write this down. That's all good. I you, think you definitely can go back to a craft world. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, a lot of the times it's described as being lost on this path. Yeah. And you actually go end up in the dark city. Mm. So th it, there's enough times when it happens where you spend too long just as a Corsair and you end up just... You're just like not used to the ways of civilization. Yeah. And yeah. you find Society that the only anymore. place for you now is the dark city. Yeah. So. No, that makes sense. It makes yeah. way more sense that more people would do go that route then just go back. come back, back to normal life yeah. yeah all right i've done my three centuries of fucking and looting <laughs> i'm ready to go back to my craft world i'm ready to go be an artist I'm ready to go yeah be the an path artist. of the service that's just me painting you know in blood but there's some there's some cool stories you can oh, tell there right like a reformed yeah. eldar he's got all those pirate tattoos but he's like very oh, yeah. like noble and like trying to like or one that's like regretful about the life he lives sure. he's like i'm gonna become disciplined i'm gonna undo the wrongs I did. As yeah. a and I do think there's a place for that in society, in Eldar society, and they can recognize, especially because they can commune on such a deeper level, they yeah. can really feel your intention. You're right? really so. genuinely sorry. Exactly, yeah. No, that'd be very cool. Yeah. 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 The path of the redeemed. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, there's a path for everything, right? So. And a path for everyone. That's right. Everyone in a path. And a path, path for everyone. <laughs> That's Peter's uh, new campaign slogan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No longer make Eldar great again. No, <laughs> too, too it has some bad or... press. <laughs> yeah, He's trying in a different route. <laughs> um, well, that kind of handles corsairs, I think. Yeah, they're cool, man. I wonder, does anyone do exodites or corsairs? Send me, send me some pictures. I'd love to see Ooh, more yeah. corsair models. You know. Um, yeah, shoot, hit like up our so Discord. Much potential. Yeah. Just use old Warhammer Fantasy Corsairs because there used to be something similar and they would look really cool with an Eldar gun. Oh boy, they <laughs> still around, my friend. Yeah. Dark Eldar. Yeah. yeah. It'd be sweet. So well, send me some pictures. So much conversion. Potential. Let's uh, yeah. move on to our last 
since you guys go crazy with Google over here. Uh, let's go. Did move- you know that you ever been on the internet before? Eric? You know they <laughs> fucking have like everything on here. Nani. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about our last aspect of these outcasts today, and that is going to be uh, Rangers. Eldar Rangers. Yeah, probably one of the more well known ones, especially yep. because of their very close ties still to the craft worlds. Yeah. Eldar Rangers are Eldar. Who rangers. Are, rangers. Who range that are Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This one's wrapped. <laughs> and that's all she wrote. Rangers are Eldar who have decided to leave their craft world and the Eldar path, choosing instead to follow the path of the outcast, seeking excitement and adventure in the open galaxy. So it's very much a similar mindset to Corsairs, except for the fact that they don't just go around murdering and looting. Yeah, I think the Rangers still understand that they're on the path of the yeah. outcast. And I think they still mm. try and follow with what that path should look like. Whereas yeah. Corsairs are just like, this is me living my life, exactly. whatever. So yeah. if these guys are on the path of the outcast, Corsairs are lost. Maybe. Because you, mm. you can still be a Ranger and be lost on the path and still follow like this path. Hmm. Corsairs, I think they feel like they loosely follow the path. I don't think they would call themselves on a path. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do think that sure. craft worlds say like, oh no, they're just on the path of the outcast. Yeah, yeah. But Rangers say they, they, they say they, they believe are. they are on the path yeah. of the outcast. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they, they definitely feel like they can go on the path and come back at yeah. any time. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like more of a choice, whereas Corsair might be something that it was imposed on yeah. the Yes, yeah. But not necessarily. No, right. right. You could choose the life of a Corsair. Yeah. Sure. You should choose the life of a course yo ho yo ho the corsair's life for me (laughs) (laughs) many who choose this way of life never return home to their craft world wandering alone until death takes them however those that do make their way home are welcomed back with open arms their desire for adventure satiated yeah you just it's the exact same as any other path you go toward on the path until you've satisfied whatever urge or desire that was and then you come back and you try whatever next path is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Rangers will often travel to Exodite worlds and live amongst them in order to gain new experiences and deeper their, deepen their perspective of the Eldar race. They will also actively seek out chaos threats to the Eldar race and eliminate them, or if a craft world or Exodite world is under attack, Rangers are some of the first reinforcements that arrive. That's so cool. Yeah. It's, they're very spread out, I feel, in their yeah. tiny little fleets. Yeah. So. I get, like, serious Lord of the Rings vibes. Like, you just have this, like, group of rangers that come from the woods all of a sudden to help you out. When they were just there siege. the whole time, and then there's a problem, and they're like, hey, it, actually, I was, I was right here. I was, I was in the neighborhood. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> I was your problem. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm the solution. <laughs> they got a scam going. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rangers will equip themselves with all manner of survival gear, as well as, as, well as protective gear, such as mesh armor and chameleon cloaks. Most rangers prefer to use uh, some type of sniper rifle that allows them to remain safe while still inf- uh, enforcing a large threat range. Some rangers even possess a sensor spike that acts as a uh, psychoclimatic psych- uh, receiver. <laughs> <laughs> what is that word? Psychotelemetric. Psychotelemetric. 
this now this is really cool. So this yeah. device allows the ranger to see through the webway and into distant planets, so they can see across the galaxy. Yeah, as long as I think it's it's like close enough to some access of the webway, like yeah. they'd be able to see it, which yeah. is very cool. Yeah, and sounds crazy. Yeah, like that. That's so much information they have access to now. Yeah, is it built into their helmets? Is that why they have such big head cones? I know that's to hold their ego. We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah. All elders have big helmets to hold their massive ego. But in this case, they're rangers. They need somewhere to put their... Um, so some <laughs> rangers have been on the path of the outcast so long that they have become lost on it. These, uh, The ranger will then take on the title of Pathfinder and forever wander the galaxy, helping the Eldar race whenever possible. Very so cool. there are still those who are lost on the path of the outcast, and they're just called Pathfinders. Yeah. So these Eldar are very much loners. Yeah. Right, they don't want to be surrounded by thousands of other Eldar. They want to be alone and make their own decisions. Yeah, yeah. They just want to be free. <laughs> well, if you're still on a path, are you still free? I mean, you're still following a path. Free is a weird word. <laughs> it's a weird word. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Rangers because it just it's so different from any other path. Sure, like all the other paths, you're still in Eldar society and your family and yeah. maybe you're focusing on your art or your service or yeah. maybe you're being a doctor or a, a mourner for right now a but a mourner yeah yeah I, I mean i was i was taking a peek at all the other yeah, paths, yeah. but even still like you're still an eldar being a part of the society whereas the rangers like you have to be alone yeah to be a ranger pretty much sound almost envious eric almost like this is <laughs> you found your place in life i don't know i i think there's some big benefits of like being an um, uh, essentially a mortal creature and then the ability to just travel, travel. the galaxy. Sure. See the world. Like, yeah. See I mean, I think that... Things yeah, can't you just sit back and use your telemetric receiver and just like watch from afar? Because you got to experience it. I think the Path of the Outcast wants to experience the galaxy. Yeah, exactly. And this they is their the way adventure. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do it alone. They're, they're still muted and everything. You know, they're not giving into this adventure sense, yeah. but they are still checking out what the galaxy has to that's offer. Um, you really put a huge emphasis on the alone part, and that's true, but that they also might create groups of five, even 20. Small bands. Absolutely. Yeah. Small yes, bands. Yes. But it's it very different from living in the heart of in a, a city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, you yeah it definitely, even with that up. band of people, I'm sure you're still spending a lot of time in like quiet solitude. And, Absolutely. Like, like maybe yeah. on your ship, no one talks for days at a time. Exactly. You just do your tasks or whatever. So. Sure. Like your taxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, LA talk needs a lot of money, right? So. Render into the emperor what the emperors do, or something which is like only that. a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I also like their whole reconnaissance vibe. Yeah, uh, it's very common that Eldar craft worlds actually employ rangers as forward scouts and yeah. deep range scouts. So rangers actually still have very strong ties to, to their craft worlds. Yeah, and they got some of the best fucking miniatures in the entire range that's uh not true but okay what look at these guys look at these motherfuckers i mean that's a great paint job too there's like that the camo the models are pretty dated oh look at these old ones oh yeah like they're those are not good you don't want those ones but these guys they're pretty fucking good i like them they're old but they hold up still they hold up yeah you i definitely i like how wow jesus i like how you can see the armor 
and they're still covered with robes. Yeah. There's that new robed minifigure that came out in the Indominus box set. It's holding like the standard. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. look like he's armored. Yeah, he looks skinny. He looks very. Have you seen it in person? Yes. James has it. Even in person, it looks kind of like yeah. That? Even in really? person, it doesn't look like it's wearing like a full set of power armor. Power armor. Yeah. yeah, which I mean might have been a choice of theirs, but I wasn't definitely the right choice. I, I definitely like if you're wearing armor, you're gonna wear armor. Why would you sacrifice that armor to For put cloth. a cloak on? <laughs> you know, even the Eldar, like those sculpts, you see the full armor pieces underneath. Yeah, yeah which yeah. I think is is very cool. I'm telling you, there's some of the coolest models in the range. In the Eldar range? In the all of 40k, man. Picture with me, an Eldar ranger, who's secretly the prince of a craft world, who has a broken sword. <laughs> I know where this is going. And he goes tell, to the undead pirate more. ship. <laughs> recruits an army of the dead. Yeah. Fulfilling some sort of long obligation yeah. that was like abandoned yes. a long time ago. Yeah. In, in a way to free their Eldar souls. Exactly. Some would say, from eternal punishment. Yes. Yeah. And then he goes back and saves his sieged craft world it it's crazy too for some reason he's like friends with like a squat and <laughs> yeah another eldar an exodite yeah. no he's friends with a drukari and an exodite, an exodite <laughs> and they travel with him and yeah. he combines the perspective of all of them <laughs> to be a fair and a just, just ruler, ruler. <laughs> i like this i like this there's also lot. this whole little thing about uh, a ring and yeah but stuff. that's not really that it's a, that's on the side that's, yeah. that's a side quest for sure the ring is a side quest <laughs> well, that is our Eldar Exiles and Exodite Ooh, episode. What an episode. Yeah. Um, before we actually wrap up, I'm just going to say thank you to all of our new patrons, oh, our members yes. of the Imperial Tithe. Uh, so I'm going to go through everyone. Please save and hold your applause until the end. So we have Carter Stubbs, Jojo Toe. Oh, oh I said to the end. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Dempsey, Dykoff, Caboose W., Barnett, Toby, Big Dick Jesus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dan, Trey, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Not uh, that Ian. <laughs> One Thick Crotalid. I would never. Zach, <laughs> Kieran, Blake, Mosreg, <laughs> Paranormal KB, Dennis, Aaron, Koken, Koken. <laughs> Cockon. Don't like that. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, Mateo, Joseph. Stop it. M- Hey, kitten, stop we getting Christian shoes. Yeah. Uh, Mehmet the Odd, C-Mage Joe, Giancarlo, Daniel, Reeb83, Rebe83, Reeb, Rebe, Rebe, Aston, <laughs> Timon, Ben, Arcus, Glockchin, Orvar, and Chav3Ta. Nice. Um, thank you all so much, honestly. Just going to ignore Q11111E. That was a typo. For I think that was yeah, yeah. small cat <laughs> standing small on, cat on the keyboard. Thank He's you, the newest yeah. patron. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for contributing to the show. It means a lot to see people that care enough to support us financially. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much. So, just remember, you can always give more. <laughs> There's no laws, believe it or not. There are no laws against giving more to Lord. You know what? Hatters. A man so. who has nothing can still give his life. Exactly. <laughs> I am looking for a summer intern, so keep that in mind, Hello, people. I sold both of my kidneys to donate to Laura. <laughs> and you know what? We thank you for the sacrifice, you but get... you still have a liver. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, yeah, you can always give, give more. more. <laughs> so thank uh, you. Well, thanks for listening to the episode, guys. Make sure you follow us. 
subscribe, smash that like <laughs> and subscribe button. If you want to see Small Cat on the big screen, yeah, you should definitely Patreon. Small Cat is ruining Christian's shoes. And then the $2 can go to my Small shoe Cat fund because really cute. <laughs> jerk I is... think we're just going to trap you in here as Small Cat destroys your shoes. <laughs> yeah, and all you can do is just really watch and lament. Doing a number to those places. Well, uh, thank you, Ian, for coming. Actually, this might be the last time you're on the show oh. for a long time. Yeah, you're moving away, unfortunately, which makes us well, all... Well, it's only an hour and a half away, but, you know... That's basically another world away. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think outside of 30 minutes, you just don't yeah, go there. Yeah, it's too far. I don't mm. even go to parts of the city, because it's... <laughs> too far. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, <laughs> it's... You know, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, and obviously you're welcome back at any time to Thanks, baby. speak... Well... Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we're gonna miss you, bud. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Nice getting to know you over the last. Bye. Gee, I'm not. We're not breaking up. No, I know. <laughs> we are though. Okay. I don't know. We're, we're not talking doing. to you after this. Yeah. This, is, this is goodbye forever. If I don't yeah. see you every three days, you're dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how it works. Exactly. Sometimes Mark and I don't text for like four days, and I'm like, well, fuck, he must have died. <laughs> And then oh, well, he always comes funeral arrangements. Yeah. <laughs> he always comes back, which is nice. Yeah. Okay, Eric and I play WoW together, so. Yeah. yeah I'll see you nice still. Change. And Christian, obviously, thank you for joining us. Uh, was this the a great subject for your last episode with us? Uh, no, it's your last episode. I'm taking He's over. primary I'm host permanent. now. He's Guys, I'm going to start crying right now. <laughs> unless you take that Say psych right now. <laughs> okay, let's end this episode. Yeah, great. Goodbye. Thanks for showing up, guys. We'll see you later. Goodbye. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.